Hey guys, welcome back to the Take Control Podcast with your hosts, Darielle and Brandy, and our show is produced by DJ Daryl. Today we have our guest with us, her name is Micah, and our topic today is single versus being married. Don't forget guys to follow us on our social media at Instagram is Take Control Podcast. Our Facebook group is Take Control Podcast. Our Twitter is at Take Control Pod. And submit your listener questions to takecontrolpodcast at gmail.com. So how's everybody doing? Good. I'm tired. <laughs> it's been a long freaking week. Long week. I'm sick, as you guys could probably tell. My voice, um, my week was okay. Nothing really happened. Um, how was your week, Micah? It was good. I got a new job. Congratulations. So I got a, a part-time job, so I can just pick up when I feel like it. That's um, good. So it's extra money, so that's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, yeah. I was happy. I wasn't thinking I was going to get it um, because I told some of the other people I was against, but I ended up getting it. So it was a good week. That's, that's good great. to hear. Yeah. So to go ahead and get into our rants, um, I'm going to complain about a listener of ours who's also a friend of mine. Um, she had met a young man who asked to take her out, and he never took her out on this requested date. And then there was a text conversation where he asked her, was she going to feed him? And she sent the rolling eye emoji. And he went off of her. I would show. I would actually read the text message, but I can't because we record on my phone today. But he was just like, what does the working man have to do? And y'all want to be courted, but don't want to court nobody. I'm just going to get a dog. And all like he went off of her. He doesn't know her. They maybe have been texting for about a week. You asked her out. Why am I feeding you? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Why am I feeding you? You have, what, why, why am I feeding you? Somebody please explain that to me. Dating in 2018 is trash. It I think is. it's dating in Columbus is trash. Because <laughs> I, you know, I lived in Atlanta and it wasn't like that. Like, I never had to, when I was dating there, mm-hmm. I never had to worry about anything like that. Yeah. But here, men feel like they need to be catered to a lot more than in other, you know, cities. I think that's men down south. They they different down south. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. They're very different down south. But it blew my mind. I was like, I would cuss him out. She was like, girl, I have nothing. She was like, I, yeah. I have nothing. I was like, just because I will, I, you need to know. That's not okay. Like, yeah. my whole thing is if you, if he asked her on a date, take her on a date. Right. And I'm sure she would have no problem, you know, reciprocating that the next time. Right. Or, you know, something right. like that. that. The issue is not that we don't want to take men on dates. It's just if you ask me. That's your chance right. to plan it, and you're taking me out, you know? Exactly. And, and she could have put the emoji as a joke and yeah. followed up with something, but he didn't even give right. her the opportunity yeah. to. I always, I roll my eyes to everything. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> That's just me. Like, But maybe I'm old school. I don't want to pay. I, 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 I want to be. I want to. I am the prize. You are not the prize. I agree with so that. So you will pay for me. Well, man, if I offer, then that's different. But exactly. if I don't offer, you yeah. are paying every time. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, you know, nowadays men think they're the prize thanks no. to this. No, they're <laughs> not. They are not. But I guess I don't mind paying. But I think my whole issue is like the way I was brought up. 
like my family, they're very like materialistic and that's how they show their love versus mm-hmm. being there like emotionally. So I'm used to like if I care about you, I'm going to just spend money on you. That's just how I am. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't really care yeah. who pays, but it would be nice. If you pay sometimes, like, I like to be taken care of. Right. Yeah. I know I don't have a problem with paying, but I've stated on the first date, it's just not an option. I'm not doing it. Especially yeah. because my thing is, I didn't pursue you. I'm not entertaining right. you. I have, honestly, no interest until I sit down and have a conversation with you. So, mm-hmm. if you ask me out, mm-hmm. it's expected that you're paying. But, I don't know. That's just me. I can't speak for anybody else. Yeah. So, that's my rant. Like I said, dating in 2018 is trash. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, I didn't really have too much of a rant. I've just been seeing a lot of tax talk, which we see every year. Everybody complain about what everybody's doing with their taxes. And I've seen a post or was saying, like, you know, people were saying, um, why do they wait until this time of the year to go all out on themselves? And this one girl was just explaining, like, I'm a mother, you know, I do stuff for my kids all year around, and I put myself on a back burner, so this time of the year, that's when I can do something extra for myself. And that's how I feel. Like, I I have to make sure my kids are taking care of bills, whatever that's important, versus me getting my hair and my nails done. Like, I want to get that stuff done, but it's just like, if there's something more important, that stuff is going to have to wait. So around this time, you got extra money to spend. Of course, I'm about to do everything. I'm planning a trip. If I need to get a new car, whatever I need to do, I'm doing it. So I just wish people would stop complaining about it already. It's like every year, everybody always has something to say. It's, it's getting old and tired, honestly. Do you so. think that's in the black culture or do white people do the same thing? I think black Black people and I think that's I think that's the it's point. It's so like annoying. black people have new money, so they spend it on material things instead mm-hmm. of things that are going to appreciate wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like white people will invest that money back into stocks or back into you know something yeah. that they have going on to make the money grow. So you have long money. Mm-hmm. Black people aren't really privy to you know yeah. old money, so they do new money yeah. activities with her. And cash. I feel like I do feel like you should do a little bit of both. There's nothing yeah. wrong with taking care of yourself, yeah, but sure. also do something that it's going to have some importance to your life. You know, like saving, putting up for your kids, investing, like you said, whatever it is you want to do. But I feel like you always should have a plan. Mm -hmm. But I just wish people would stop worrying about what other people are doing with their money. Like if they blowing it on some stupid shit, it's not affecting your life. So why do you care? Why do you speak on it? Let it go. It's not going to change. Are you jealous? (laughs) <laughs> like, are you mad? You know what I'm saying? I like, you mad that someone got a good tax return and you right. I end up owing every single year. <laughs> this is the first year I had to owe. I don't know what it is this year, but it seemed like a lot of people said they got less back and a lot of more people said they owed. Apparently, we're uh. supposed to start seeing more in our net. Um, pay Trump passed yeah, something. Yeah, by Trump. Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. And we're supposed to see more in our checks, but I just wish I got income tax back to <laughs> I don't know. I, honestly, if I got income tax back for the first year ever in my life since I was like 16, I would probably blow it. Yeah. I would be that typical black girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go get bundles and then the next year I'll go invest. Right. <laughs> Um, but have you guys ever seen that post where it's it gives you each month and something that somebody's going to complain about? For yes, no, I think I posted I that, that before. It's yeah. hilarious. It literally, people it. complain about something that takes place. Mm-hmm. It's January. People complaining about others having New Year's resolutions. People complain about Valentine's Day in yeah. February. March, mm-hmm. they're complaining about taxes. April, they're complaining about spring break. It's just something. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. You, it, somebody's always going to be mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. You got a rant? <laughs> I do, actually, now that you asked me. Um, so I'm a midwife. Um, mm-hmm. I work for a private practice, and it's so crazy. I was um, I get pretty close to my patients because the practice isn't you know very, very large. So um, I happened to go on social media, and I saw the father of one of my the, – the boyfriend or ex-boyfriend of one of my patients, and he's going on and on on this rant on, on a picture talking about how he can't see his kids, she won't let him see his kids, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, like, that doesn't even seem like her nature. And coincidentally, she was on my schedule the next day. I hadn't seen her in six, seven months. And I was asking her about it, and it was all a lie. It was all a lie. Everything that he had posted had, mm-hmm. was a lie. You know, he was making the relationship with her – um, like in, as important as with the kids. So because she didn't want to be with him, he didn't want to be around the kids. Mm. But of course, on social media, he's blasting like she's this bad person and people are sending stuff back to her. And it was just a mess, which, you know, makes me feel even more, just reiterates the fact that social media is not real. Yeah, It's yeah. fake. It is what people want you to see because they're attention-seeking for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt bad for her, but that's the reason why. Like, I'm on one social media and I don't very I don't post very much. It may be family, but you know I got off you know Facebook and all those other ones because it's, yeah. it's not real. Yeah. So I finally found out that I can deactivate my Facebook and we won't lose the group page. So really? you might have to take it over. <laughs> <laughs> I deactivated the other day and I logged into my mom's Facebook and it was still there. Sore <laughs> like I can deactivate, I can detox because it's just too much. It sometimes. is a lot. It's way too much sometimes, but... Do you ever see people post up and you're like, I know they're lying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know yeah, I know I, you and I know that that's not real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's so annoying. Yeah, I just had that conversation earlier. Somebody was saying that, but you can be who you want to be on social media. Yeah. I guess. I, I, I honestly, like, social media is like a like-hate thing for me. I don't love it, but I hate it sometimes. But sometimes I'm just like, now that we have this podcast, it's like, okay... We're on it, whatever. So, but it's very annoying. Sometimes you have to know when to like take a break. You're right. Yeah. Not let it bother you. Mm-hmm. For sure, it's, it can be too much at times. Yeah. Um. So our listener questions. Um. Our first one is: How long do you typically start dating after a relationship ends? You want me to go first? <laughs> okay. So I feel like. If you know that it's a relationship that you don't want to revisit and it's done, done. If you decide to go on a date the next week, that's your business. <laughs> I mean, I honestly feel like I'm at a place in my life where I know who I am. I have a good concept of self. So I don't feel like there's too much reevaluating that I need to do after a breakup. It ended for a reason. And I know a lot of women, I don't know about men, they'll be like, oh, I need to focus on me and get my life together and I'm not going to date. And that's not realistic to me. So I feel like it's kind of situational. If you feel like you want to go on a date the next week, do that. If you want to wait two, three months to do it, that's fine. So I kind of just think if you know you're not going to, do the back and forth with that person was stopping you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two different points of views, as always. <laughs> <laughs> the first side, I feel like waiting is necessary if you honestly have to get yourself together. Like, I know for me, like, um, it took me a while to really understand who I, who I am, who I was by myself, you know, 
because being in a relationship is like you and that other person or you always it seems like you put the other person before you sometimes so I know like taking time to know myself alone taking time to be okay by myself and not depending on someone else um taking time to build my trust up for other people like stuff like that so I think in that type of situation you should take some time I agree um but then there's also that side where, like, you can be in a relationship and be checked out. Like, so it was like by the time it actually ends, you're already good. Your mind is clear. You're ready to get back out there. So it's just, like, <laughs> it doesn't really care. Like you said, it's situational. It depends on you and the situation and how you feel, you know? Somebody will have something to say regardless. So. I don't want to intrude, but. All of you look like y'all ready for Medusa. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jesus loves you. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. No, thank you for opening. I, I went into this witch's store and she gave me all the stones. Oh, no. We don't talk about that stuff. <laughs> Jesus loves you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Yo, can we keep this? We can. We can. We can. I was thinking this whole thing. We can't delete that. I thought he knew you. I thought he was coming in here because he knew somebody. Right. Okay, y'all. So we got deleting this. So oh my God. some guy just literally <laughs> knocked on the glass and opened the door. And he's high. I think he had a blunt in his hand. He yeah. on something else. I'm sorry. No, he's on something else. Wow. He has like a, a blanket <laughs> over his head. Talking about Medusa. I don't I even know. The world. He starts talking about witches. You said, said no. We don't talk about that. No, thank you. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I agree with what you're saying. If you're already checked out, then it's one thing. But it, depending on how detrimental the relationship was to your self esteem, to your psyche, mm. you might need to take a step back and not you know, date for a while. Yeah, because yeah. if you don't, sometimes you can carry that into your next relationship. Or you're going to repeat the same mistakes you did in the mm-hmm. last relationship right. in the next relationship. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's true. Um, the second one, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Got to start with me again? No. <laughs> I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. I would say don't have kids. I love my babies to death. I do. But... I really regret regret missing out on, like, the whole college experience, staying on campus, having fun, fucking up, getting fucked up. <laughs> I miss just being free and spending time to be single. Like, I feel like my whole 20s, I've been a mom and in a serious relationship. So, I really didn't get time to figure me out. Um, and now that I'm almost 30... I'm doing that now, and I'm just like, I should have this figured out a long time ago. I wish I would have finished school and all that. So, it's a lot of regrets. I wish I could just go back and do it all over, but it's here. It is what it is. I think, and I was was having this conversation earlier. That's where the question came from. I said that I would tell my 20-year-old self to do what makes you happy and Mm -hmm. don't have this idea that you have to hold on to certain people or certain friendships or certain relationships because that's just what you're supposed to do. I know when I was 20, 21, you know, I didn't want to lose any friends. I didn't want to end a relationship that I was in. I 
I was making other people happy. I'm still the kind of person that wants to make everybody else happy, mm-hmm. but I'm more so focused on Brandy. So that would be my advice to my 20-year-old self is to just do what makes you happy, and letting go is perfectly okay. Yeah, for sure. I would give myself that advice, too. Yeah, definitely. I think I like... I spent too much time being unhappy. And now at this age, it's so hard to get out of that. That's what I've been doing this whole time, just feeling unhappy and feeling stuck. And letting go is so hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> yeah. I. It's funny because I look back at old pictures when I was like 21, 22, and you would think like the age would show now that I'm 29. I look bad. But I was then like I look Uh-oh. bad like I yeah I'm dark under my eyes more than normal I you know what I mean I just I look bad but I'm thinking about everything I was going through at that time and it definitely was showing in my skin and my face and my body mm. now I'm like you know I could be 26 if you didn't know me I could pass for like 25 <laughs> <laughs> but no so what would you give your advice to yourself what, what um you? I would say say stay focused on your goals and not you know let a relationship deter that because like you I've been in my 20s I was a parent when I was 20 I was not you know I, I wasn't a parent at that point so I had really strict goals for myself as far as you know getting through school you know potentially going to med school and got wrapped up in a relationship and kind of started to mm-hmm. forget about all that and you know I, I mean I obviously like you said I don't regret my son I just regret some of the decisions I made I wish I would have done it later yeah so same for sure but it all works together for good it does you know what I'm saying they're they're here and <laughs> They're great. <laughs> Too late now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, guys, to submit your listener questions to our email, which is takecontrolpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, again, just want to shout out all of our listeners, any new listeners this week. Thank you for tuning in. Always come to us with any suggestions of show ideas and your feedback. We really, really appreciate it. So, I guess to go ahead and jump into the topic, um, we are discussing the single life versus the married life. And I do want to say, by single, we don't necessarily mean just single and not in a relationship. It could also mean that you're in a relationship, but we're talking about the difference between that and actually being married. So, what do you guys think? Um... Well, of course, me and Dario are coming from a never-been-married place, but what do you guys think are the advantages of being married? Go ahead. No, so so you've been single. Well, you've been single. What do do you think the advantages are of being married? Um, I mean, and this is going off of things that I may have read or my personal experience, I would say... um, just having companionship, a partner um, that you could fall back on. Because I know, like I said, I've never been married, but I was in a long relationship and I felt like I was married. Like we had a house together, we um, had our family, um, we both split bills, and it was a point in time where I was a stay at home mommy. He picked up the bills. So that whole side of it, I think, is, you know, 
goes along with being married because you have joint incomes. Um, I guess having just a partner that's like your best friend. Yeah. I would say the same thing for me. Um, just to have that, you know, have someone to share all of your life experiences with, I think would be an advantage to being married. Um in a sense, I would say not having to deal with certain things by yourself, but I know that people can be married and still feel alone in their marriage. Right. Um, me personally, I, I know advantage would for me would be just to grow old with somebody. Like I look forward to yeah. that growing old with somebody and having kids and having grandkids and looking back over life and you know the memories and just being you know, like this was you know mm-hmm. it wasn't yeah. all cake and ice cream, but it was. Nice, you know, so I think that's it for me would be an advantage. And seeing the growth from like when you guys first got together in years down the line. So, um, my marriage is 14 months old, so we're like still new. Um, we met each other in 2013, and we're kind of like off and on until um, like 16 when I actually moved back um, from Atlanta. And then when I moved back, I had already told him because we dated long distance in 15. And I was like, you know, the, the clock is ticking. You know, I'm not about to sit up here and wait. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I just don't believe in dating for years and years and years. Um, so when 16 came around, I moved back. We linked back up and he was like, I'm ready to do this. So we started premarital counseling um, probably a month and a half after we linked back up. And then we got married like quickly after. So mm-hmm. um that is to say, don't get sucked into guys who'd be like, well, we have a date forever, and then we have to live together, and we have to do all these things before I make the decision. No. They know. Mm-hmm. They, they yeah. know if they yeah. want to marry you or not. Um, and we didn't live together before marriage. I wouldn't, I had bought, I was in the process of buying a house, and I was like, you know, you can't move in until we marry. Yeah. You know, you can't, because I'm not, yeah. you're not about to be comfortable, you yeah. know. So, um, so from this this point of view, the advantages of marriage are, you know, the whole point of marriage is to be a light for Christ, basically. So in our marriage, that was our whole goal. It was like we want to show people, you know, Christ through us and, you know, the fruits of everything that comes off of that, whether it's our kids, our businesses, our success, um, and kind of just attribute it back to God. So that is definitely a benefit of marriage. Obviously, what you said, having a life partner, mm-hmm. two incomes, which is, you know, not guaranteed because, you know, Anything job loss, but yeah. you do have a safety net if, you know, you both are working. Um, somebody want to hear more sex. Not necessarily. <laughs> No. <laughs> Where'd you get Blame this? Google. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not necessarily, but uh, yeah, you, they said don't always have to look good to impress. Not necessarily either. You know, they say that what you did to get them is what you should do to keep yeah. them. There is a lot of truth to the weight gain, though, in, in marriage because you're comfortable, you're happy, you're eating out. Yeah. You're like, Jim, who? Like, I don't feel like going to work out today. Yeah. So that is true. Um, but, yeah, like you said, growing old with somebody, having the safety net of companionship there, mm-hmm. you know. I guess it was saying more sex because you have, you guarantee have somebody there that, Say that. So, there's difference between guaranteed sex and more sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's guaranteed. And when you're single, it's like, you don't have a commitment to somebody. So, you're like, damn, I want some. I don't have nobody right. here. So, they may go a couple months without <laughs> 
But when you're blending two lives and people are busy and they're working, a lot of times it's a lot of sleep. Time. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of yeah. sleep. You have to, someone else, I think on, did you guys watch that Black Love show? I love that. They were saying yeah. like scheduling out days. Was, that's for real. Like, I am perfectly fine with that's that. That's for real. Like this is our sex I day. I think we talked about that on that sex episode, but the show, she was basically saying like they have sex at a minimum two times a week and she plans it out mm-hmm. and she gets herself prepared and gets all you know done up for her husband and they have sex yeah. and I'm like and that's good would, though that's because real. if you're like if you're mad at the person if you've had a bad day if they're not picking up around the house you're like I ain't giving you know what I mean yeah. you're not you're not even thinking like I'm going to bed yeah. I am not you know what I mean <laughs> but if you have like scheduled days then maybe that can kind of take the edge off you yeah. know what I mean like I, I tried to do that but it didn't work out with the person so <laughs> whatever and I was, so me and him basically were in a celibate relationship for a long time before we actually um, got married. There were a few slip-ups, <laughs> but I'm saying even in dating, you know, because we were really trying not to, mm-hmm. it changes when you're married. Yeah. The excitement changes because it is guaranteed. There's no chase. There's no rush. So you have to constantly work on like making it still like spicy because it's not going to be the same as when you're dating. Yeah. So. Hmm. That's good to know. Some people, I, I've heard that married sex is better than single sex. Is that not true? Um, I mean, I guess it's the way you look at it. Like, I guess you can try more. You can be more uninhi- uninhibited, uninhibited because you yeah. are married and like, okay, let's try this this time. Let's try this this time. You yeah. know what I mean? You have a constant guaranteed person there. Yeah. But life, yeah, yeah, but life kind of can take over sometimes and you're just tired and you've had a long week and, you know, kids are screaming and you just, sex is like completely on the back burner, at least for women. Men, it's like they can go at any moment. But for women, it's like, I am not tired. Yeah, Yeah, it was so funny. I sent my friend a meme and it was a picture of a husband and wife in bed and the husband said, like, I don't have any underwear on. And she's like, I'll buy you some tomorrow. Like, I don't care. They don't get that. And I think, like, after I had my second son I experienced where I was just always tired I didn't want to have sex I didn't want him to touch me I didn't want to do nothing because right. I was just always sleepy mm-hmm. and it came to a point where like my sleep was the most important thing like I would rather sleep than eat at sometimes because I was so fucking tired like it's hard they don't get it <laughs> so what are some advantages of being single I would say that an advantage for me with being single is that I don't have to consider anyone other than Brandy. You know, it's all my decisions are based off of what's best for me. Um, I like to be alone sometimes, so I don't have to invite anyone into my space. I think that that's an advantage. If I know that I just want to go home and turn my phone off and turn my music on, I don't have to worry about anybody imposing on that right. so I, I think for me those are advantages definitely um I agree with having to consider other people's feelings because it's just so annoying <laughs> to have to like walk on eggshells because it might hurt somebody else and it's just like I really want to be like fuck you get over it <laughs> so I really like to just do what I want to do I like to be a boss, and people don't like that, so I'd rather just be by myself. Um, I've dated people who don't understand when there's days I don't want to talk. I don't have an explanation for you. I just don't want to be fucking bothered. They don't like that. It's fucking annoying. Once again, I don't like to consider other people's feelings. 
Um, Also, I think, too, just being able to think about just my happiness. Um, Because, like I said, I feel like I spent a lot of my life putting others first and putting myself on the back burner. So now that I am single, it's so, like, refreshing just to be able to say, hmm, what do I want to do today? You know, what makes me happy? Um, And then being able to make decisions based on strictly what I want. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So yeah. when you were single, uh-huh. what were advantages for you compared? Well, I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head. Like, I don't think that people realize marriage being synonymous with selflessness. Yeah. I mean, it is completely about the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, you know, if it, if you both are, if that's your goal is that I'm constantly trying to pour into him and make him happy and he, she, he's constantly trying to pour into me, then it works. But it's when there's a discord where, you know, you feel like you're giving your all and that person isn't necessarily doing mm-hmm. that. That's when conflict happens. Yeah. So what I would say to my single self would be, you know, really, really enjoy your singleness. Like, I wish I would have taken more advantage instead of being, you know, sad that I was alone or sad that, you know, I wasn't in a relationship and had this, you know, utopian type view of marriage. Like, that is, being single is the most time that you can be selfish because Mm -hmm. literally marriage is the opposite of selfishness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you always have to think about that other person. And women as um, just who we are, we're nurturers anyway. So it's easy for us to, like, you know, do for the man. It's not as easy for them. Yeah, it's not. Is. And think about, you know, I'm, I'm 32. My husband's 33. We have 32 and 33 years of doing things our way. And now we're trying to blend it and yeah. care about that other person. It's really hard. It's hard. It's hard. So I think that that's the basis of when people say marriage is hard. It's that compromise. It's that, you know, what do you do when you feel like you're being selfless and this person is not being receptive? Yeah. But you can't leave. Yeah, you can't just married. wake up you and be like, can't. all right, I'm done dealing with you. You can't. Like, you really feel like, what, what do I do? Like, yeah. I, and being a woman, you're supposed to be submissive, which there is power in. Don't run your, your eyes. There is. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Submission <Bye>. is truly. She's <laughs> like, girl, bye. No, really. And it's, and, you know, I don't know if you guys can tell, I'm not the most quiet when it comes to, you know, disagreements or something I don't agree with. I'm a very type A person. Um, and my husband's very laid back. But at the end of the day, it's his way that goes. You know what I'm saying? I can state my opinion, but it's all about how you say it, when you say it. You know, some things you like, should I let this go and just pray about it? Or should I, you know, actually voice it? Or it's just a lot of, of that back and forth mentally before you even approach your husband. So being single and really focusing on your walk, your journey, your relationship with Christ, getting all that together before you're married is probably the most important thing. Like my, mm-hmm. I had friend, a friend that's been married for like 15 years now, and she used to tell me all the time, like, like you know, this is what you need to go through. And I'm like, girl, that's stupid. And, like, mm-hmm. and now she's like, I told you so. I told yeah. you. I told yeah. you. You want to listen, you know? So it is like getting yourself together before you get married is the most important thing. Yeah. I know the whole submissive thing. It it sounds terrible every time I it hear does. it. It does. I think society has made it terrible, eyes. but it's yeah. really not. But there, I do agree that there is power in being submissive because I feel like as women, although the man is the head of the household, we hold things together. You yes. know what I mean? They, they cannot function 
without us. You know what yeah. I mean? So nothing works if we don't. So I, I get it. I yes. Get it. And a lot of times what you'll have to do is if they don't want to move or the way you want them to, you fall back, you pray about it because they, can, they can't do anything about you praying about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's who's going to change you more than your mouth and you nagging, yeah. you know? And then sometimes, unfortunately, which is extremely scary, if they have an idea or they want to do something and then they fall on their face... You still have to be there to, you know, build them up. Yeah. But then they'll see, like, man, maybe I should have done it mm-hmm. the way she did. It's always yeah. like that. You know, it is. <laughs> it is. So, yeah, that takes a lot of security in your relationship, a lot of security in God that, like, you know, if he makes his financial move and it don't work out, what are we going to do? You know what yeah. I mean? Or, or whatever the case is. So, yeah. I think my problem is I don't know how to shut up. Like, if I know I'm right about something, I'm going to, like, try to beat it in you to get it, and they still don't listen, and then... It's frustrating, so I have to learn, like, sometimes how to take a step back and not Mm -hmm. try to control the situation all the time. Right. But I think in the black community and women in general are kind of bred to, like, I am woman, hear me roar. You're not going to take advantage of me, especially with past relationships. You may have Mm -hmm. felt disadvantaged. You're like, no, I'm definitely not going to let that happen to me again. So you kind of have to deal with those past demons and dismiss that and realize, you know, this isn't necessarily about me and him. It's about being a reflection, you know, to other people. Um, So it's hard. Trust me. It is super hard. I was just going to say, I cannot wait to go back and listen to this because I feel very good about this episode. Yeah. Good. Good. But I know that I just put a post up on facebook the other day i'm like do y'all ever get tired of being strong black women and i don't mean that in a negative way but it would be nice to i always said that like i want to be able to in a relationship in a marriage i want to be able to relax in the presence of the man that i'm with so it just would be nice to just be i don't have to worry about it yeah he has it you know what i mean it's never been that it was like i have a plan b and i want to be in a space where it's like i don't have to have a plan b because he has it. Like, mm-hmm. we're we're good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That's a wall. Like, that strong back woman role and I don't need a man, that's not real. Like, you yeah. need a man. Yeah. Just like they need us. But when you're, you, when you still have that mentality when you're married, that's basically a wall of protection or what you feel is protection. Yeah. Like, he's not going to hurt me. I got it. You know, he can do him. I'm going to do me. I'm going to still mm-hmm. have this plan B. But all you're actually doing is pushing away the intimacy because yeah. you're never, you have to be vulnerable in order to be more in love and, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and to make the marriage work. Um, and I was a single mom too. I've, I've went into marriage thinking like, I don't really need him for this, this, and this. But then I'm like, that's not the way to think about it. Like, that clearly is something that I'm dealing with emotionally from my past, from my childhood. You know, all the things that have been instilled in me that you don't need him. But I do need him. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a wall. Because I've, like, had people who want to do things for me. And I'm like, no, I don't need nothing for me. I'll do it, you know. And they're just like, damn, why do you have this guard up? Mm -hmm. Like. It's definitely, I know, looking back, that it's stuff from my past or past relationships and childhood that has this guard up. And now I just feel like I don't need nobody. Mm-hmm. I used to love the idea of being married. Now I'm like, I don't want to get married. I'm, I don't even want to date. And it's, it's now I'm trying to just be like, girl, relax. You'll be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always that fear of being hurt or going through the same type of relationship over right. and over and over that keeps this guard up to where it's like, I couldn't even recognize that somebody really cared because automatically I'm like, er, yeah. no, I'm cool, you know. And I think also when you're dating, you don't even realize the wall is up until you get married. Because I really didn't think that I had any issues with vulnerability. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm affectionate. I tell him I love him. And I do. But when, you know, 
it gets real in marriage and you can't present that representative anymore that you didn't even know you were presenting because they're going to see all aspects of you and all insecurities and all that, then that's when it gets hard because you're like, oh, crap, I can't can't hide from you anymore. Like, I can't be fake. Like, you're going to see all this? Like, that, that is hard. But, like I said, dealing with those issues before you get married and trying mm-hmm. to dissect that. Because, like I said, there's the only way to have a good marriage is to literally open yourself up to be hurt again. Yeah, and I think people don't really realize that. I think majority of people look at it as, you're the problem, you're the issue, and they don't take a step back and think, okay, what am I doing wrong? Right. I think that's an issue. Yeah. People bring all of their baggage with them thinking that, they don't have to fix themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think more people have to realize that you have your own issues that you need to deal with. It's not always the other person that's supposed to fix you. It's not right. always the other person that's wrong. Right. So I think, like you said, once people fix that before, more relationships will be successful. Yeah. I agree. Humility is huge. You yeah. have to be able to take personal responsibility for what you did, regardless of what they did. Yeah. Because what you do has no connection to what they do. So, just because, well, I did this because you did this. There is none of that. Yeah. You need to do what you're supposed to do regardless. So, mm-hmm. yes, dealing with yourself, saying, you know, I, I messed up. Yeah. I'm sorry. But I think that, you know, our guard, we're so afraid you're not going to like me. Well, like, maybe you won't love me if you knew that, you know, I made this mistake or I yeah. did this. And I think subconsciously that plays a lot. And honestly, I think that people, when you have a guard up, it seems like it's so bad to open up to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I had a, a experience where, you know, me and my boyfriend at the time, I didn't want to talk about certain things. I didn't want to open up about certain things. We were having some problems. And so I told him, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you my honest truth. And I don't know if it'll make sense to you, but here it is. And this is why I act like this or, you know, I, I feel a certain way about certain things because of this. And once I told him everything I felt better I didn't feel bad about it I didn't it didn't make me nervous it was like I was like well okay well talking isn't so bad yeah. <laughs> you're know? right so I think that people that guard thing really jades your perspective on things once mm-hmm. you really do open up and you allow yourself to feel like I have a friend and I told her I said you know feeling nothing is a problem right like you are supposed to experience different emotions right. especially in relationships so to close yourself off so much that you feel nothing is a problem. So I think once people understand that, that you, you're going to go through the motions at different mm-hmm. times, once you experience it and get through it, it it's not that it's bad. Not, exactly. Mm-hmm. If you just step out on faith and do it and just put yourself out there, you're like, oh, I can do this. This isn't so bad. Yeah. Like the first time I had to like really, really humble myself in a fight, even if I, I knew I was right, but I had to be like, you know what? I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Like that moment, I felt so sick. <laughs> this is what a battered woman feels like. <laughs> But then later, it was easier for me to just, you know, if something happened, like, you know, my my apologies, like, I didn't mean to do that or whatever. It was easier for me to do it because I realized, like, oh, I said, I'm sorry. And he, you know, it was okay. It ended okay. You know, he didn't leave. He didn't say he didn't like love me anymore. You know, it worked out. And another misconception I had when in my 20s, I thought that your, your security in the relationship comes with the ring or comes with the marriage, comes with the commitment. No. Your insecurities go even higher when you're married. When you're married, because you have more to lose. That makes sense. You know, you you didn't have this bond, this covenant with this person. Mm-hmm. Now, what if they leave? Then you know what I mean. Then I'm. Yeah. Then that's like a r- really bad. You know, dating is like, oh, I'm dating you, but 
I could take you or leave you. We don't have anything set in stone. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's another thing that I assumed. I just didn't. I was like, no, I'll feel more comfortable when we get married. It's like, no, you got to work on it even more. Yeah, and that that goes into, I know, something that I have put um, in our notes. The whole, people think that marriage changes a person. I mean, I know that it, it does to an extent, but I feel like if somebody goes into a marriage with bad qualities, like a, a cheater, for example, being married isn't going to no. stop them no. from cheating. And I feel like sometimes women are like, oh, he married me, you know what I mean? But he's still not a good person. Right. Or yeah. she, right. you know, she's crazy, you know what I mean? She puts right. her hands on me, and you still marry her. Right. It doesn't change overnight. So right. I think that's another thing that people probably mm-hmm. do have a misconception about when it comes to marriage, that it'll change someone from their characteristics or their patterns. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, you have to have start with a good foundation yeah. first. I mean, little things might change. Like, I've become a cleaner like housekeeping and I would never I was never into that like I was a straightener I wasn't like a cleaner and now mm-hmm. I feel like I clean and I do a lot more domestically um but yeah the 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 real like serious things that's not gonna change yeah and the things that you think are small when you're when you're dating are the things that annoy the crap out of you when, when you're, you're married because yeah. my husband is so <laughs> laid back so go with the flow <laughs> he is so last minute he is not a planner and I am an uber planner yeah. uber you know and I'm, sometimes I want to like throw something at him like why didn't you tell me this or why didn't you I have three calendars around the house why didn't you put it on the calendar you know yeah. what I mean but you know some things you just have to like just realize that that's who they are they're not going to change yeah. they may get a little better but it's not going to change yeah like leaving a toilet seat up or something. <laughs> that's not gonna change. No, that should change. <laughs> I, never, I never dated a guy that didn't like that. Even I don't even know yeah. if they put it that up. But I, people always say that like I fall in the toilet. Like I've done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. I kind of look beforehand. Yeah, just to make sure. We'll see. Sometimes I go to the bathroom in the dark. I don't mm-hmm. like the light on. So what if the tablet is closed? But I've done it before. But because my kids, mm. yeah. Um, there was something that we had on here that we wanted to bring up. Um, what's something that you wish you would have known before you got married? Um, how important self-love is, how important, you know, being secure in yourself is, you know, I felt like I was, and if I felt like I was for all the superficial reasons, as mm-hmm. far as like, you know, I had, you know, multiple degrees and I was established financially and my kid was doing great but not realizing how important it is like I said to get your relationship with God together and my friend kept stressing that and I felt like I did do that like I, you know I go to church and I read the Bible and I was really on it like right before we got married mm-hmm. but it's something about like you know when you're in a marriage it's almost like you have to consciously tell yourself to focus back on God and not on this man. Because mm-hmm. women are really quick to throw themselves into a man and that, that be their life. Yeah. But you have to constantly try to get yourself like, no. And you, you can tell when they're, when there's like a discord in your marriage that someone's not focused on God at that point. So when you get back to God, then it's easier to deal with your marriage. Yeah. So that's probably like the main thing. Uh, that makes sense. I have... Um a friend who had brought that up, she was going through some things with her husband and she was saying, you know, the devil knew who to attack in this bond because mm-hmm. it wasn't me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm, you know, I hear God right. and him not so much. So that, yeah. that makes perfect Yeah, and in situations like that, I mean, when they're really not receptive to what you're saying or what you're trying to do, 
You just have to pray. Yeah. There's this movie. I'm so mad. I can't think of the name of it that I watched. <sighs> what the fuck was it? Um, I can't remember. But anyways, it was basically like um, a husband and wife that were going through a lot of issues in their marriage. And War Room? Is that what it's called? I knew she was going to say War Room. Did she have, like, a room where she had, like, scripture and prayers and stuff? Yeah, okay, and she went to go see, like, you know, that lady, and she told her about it, and she was just praying and praying, and Mm -hmm. eventually he came around, Mm -hmm. and they start praying together, and their marriage just Yeah, I have a war room. It's my closet. But I don't have it on the wall. I have it on, like, a a dark, like, a cork board, Mm -hmm. all these scriptures and sayings and prayers. And when I, you know, need to, I go in there. It's serious. It's it's real. Yeah. It makes sense. I thought that was Mm -hmm. a good movie. This is a great movie. Yeah. I would love to watch it. Um, So I wanted to bring up how, like, I hear some people say when you are married, like, this goes back to the submissive thing. Like, you can't say no to sex. You can't say no to this and that. Like, you you have to do it, basically. Like, do you think that's true? It is true. You can't say no? I mean, you're you're not supposed to. I'm like, are you sure? It's, it's give or take. So you're not supposed to, but that goes both ways. If I want to, he's not supposed to. You're not supposed to, but say I'm sick, you know, and he's like, no, we have to. Like, mm-hmm. come on. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, you're supposed to, but hopefully he'll see it in his heart. Like, you know what? She's really not up for this. She's tired or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's not as, I mean, I think I heard once one talk this lady said she never said no to her husband or they had sex every day for like a year i'm not about that life i can't do that Mm -hmm. but you know she said it really did improve their marriage because men need that as like a release they need sex Mm -hmm. more than we do we need can you clean up these dishes can you clean around the house you know what i mean can you do laundry for me yeah that's sexier to me than you walk around naked i'm like i don't care you know what i mean (laughs) but if you do some you know a couple loads of laundry i'm like oh my god you're so hot (laughs) you helped me you know definitely Hmm. i don't think that a woman should say no but i do think that there should be some kind of common ground. Like you said, if you're sick, like I, I remember I was sick, like in the hospital sick and I came home and I'm like, okay, I had it in my mind. I was like, I, I can't do it. Like I, I can't have sex for like a week cause it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad because I'm like, I've been in the hospital for two weeks. So now we're going on like a month pretty much, mm-hmm. but he was patient. And, and then when we finally did, I didn't enjoy it, but it was like, I'm like, I know, you know what I mean? I felt bad. So it's like, I don't feel like we should say no, but then I think that they do have to be some, Sometimes more understanding because right. they can be one track minded when yeah. it comes to sex sometimes. But and I think sometimes, which I haven't tried this because it just doesn't. I don't know. I think that men think that sex. If you go through an argument, sex fixes it. No, they for do. women it doesn't. Yeah, at all. Like I'm gonna still be mad. Yeah. tomorrow you know what I mean but for them it may make them soften so that they are at least open to talking about whatever mm-hmm. the issue is it's just is not <laughs> I just don't I'm just not a strong believer in like oh if I want to be his wife I need to have sex with him to prove myself like I don't like that type of shit you know and I just feel like I would rather be with somebody we not like we don't have sex until marriage. No, no, no. I I think you should not do wifely things when you're dating. Dating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that 
that should only be privy because think about it how many of us how many of our friends have been in like i have two friends or one friend in particular that was in a 10-year relationship no ring no no formal commitment but they were living like they were married like what would be his incentive when you're giving him everything everything beforehand yeah so that's why we really try to like you know not have sex not we definitely didn't live together you know those type of things um I mean, my mom, like, my mom graduated while we were dating. I didn't invite him. Like, no, no, no. My husband's going to come. You're not my husband yet. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I just don't think about proving yourself and let me cook for him every day to show him that I'm... No, no. He gets those. Those are benefits of marriage. You don't get those benefits before you're married. Exactly. And a lot of people feel like you have to do that before you get married. No. Like, no, that's how you get comfortable. Because right. you're like, all right, we've been doing this for years. You both you get know, comfortable. Nothing is going to change. To me, I mean, like, a ring is not going to make it no better. He's still... And then I feel like if you're given all the excitement in the beginning, once you get married, it's going to be, you're right. going to get tired. Like, right. okay, we've been doing this. It's boring. Yeah. What are we married for? Right. That and I think sense. as a single woman, what I tried to do was, like I said, not only spiritually get your life together, but other things that you want to do before you get married that are going to better prepare you, um, you should do. Even if you're not dating anybody, like start cooking different recipes because men love to eat. Yeah. You know, and I'm not, I was never, my mom wasn't a big cooker. I don't really care to cook, mm-hmm. but I tried to start, you know, trying things and, you know, do little things that were going to make me a more well-rounded person so mm-hmm. that once I got married, I could just step in that role. Yeah. So I have a, I have a question because you said that you were in Atlanta for a period of time and you guys were dating and then you decided to move back. So how did you got, how did y'all get to that point of, deciding i want to be with you because you were in another place uh-huh. sex was off the table right. except for the few slip up so yeah the food slip ups didn't even come until we actually <laughs> when i actually moved, moved back. back but um actually we have been talking about it and th- long distance is a blessing and a curse in that because we already had a foundation of friendship we had already known each other yeah. it was great to kind of build on that friendship and talk and send each other scriptures and sermons and just have a lot a lot of mental stimulation right. for each other mm-hmm. um and tell them you know flat out i don't think that women should beat around the bush about what their expectations are and men shouldn't either if you don't expect that marriage is the end goal for this then you need to let me know and vice versa and mm-hmm. i told him you know i have a time frame in my mind this is what i want if it's not going to go down we will end you mm-hmm. know so actually we broke up um eight months into long distance so it's crazy how it happened. I got the a call about a job in Columbus um, a month before we broke up. And I was like, I'm hoping, i like, I really just want to move back for a ring. I don't want to move back for a job. I don't want to put any pressure on him. I want this to be his whole decision. Mm-hmm. So she told me about the job and it was everything that I had asked for. But I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do because we're dating. And I think we're, and I'm pretty sure we're going towards marriage, but he hasn't formally asked me. And she's like, well, just think about it. So literally I gave her a verbal commitment a month later, we break up. So I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, this is awful. I've already told this woman, but I haven't signed on the dotted line. Mm-hmm. So I went in my war room and I was like, God, you know, what, what does this mean? Does this mean we're never going to be together? What, I don't, I don't know how this happened. We're on such good, you know, track. And um, every time I prayed, it, I never got, this isn't your husband. I never got that response from God. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to step out in faith. I'm going to move back. Um, I'm a sign on the dot line and I just pray that if it's not him, show me what I missed, yeah. show me what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
So I was like, okay, I signed the papers in February. I knew I was going to move back in June because she was like, you know, let your son get through school and everything and then come back in the summer. So I was like, I'm going to take this time to me and Jesus going to be BFF. Because mm-hmm. I know even if I'm not with this man, I'm going to run into him because Columbus is small. So I'm going to take all this time to build up myself and build up my relationship with God. And it's going to be great. And I'm going to be good. So literally, that's what I did for like four months. We didn't have hardly any communication. Um, And then um, crazy, I got back in June. He reached out in July. He had no idea I was home. We linked up at church. And then a week later, he was like, let's do it. So it had nothing. Yeah. And since then, it was like. Boom, boom, boom. Like, you know, premarital counseling, session, session, sessions, marriage. I think that's awesome. That is. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's so cute. That's like the perfect love story. I thought that too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that too. And then, then we got married. It's like, oh, this is where the real work happened. <laughs> One thing you mentioned, and I know I wanted to discuss it, the whole, the wedding or the ring. Being more important than the marriage. Like, I've always said, if it was up to me, I wouldn't even have a wedding. Like, I, I'd rather... I don't want one either. I didn't have... Well, we were going to have a formal wedding, um, but it just... My husband would have been a groomzilla. Like, it was just too big <laughs> and grandiose. And being that we just, you know, acquired a mortgage, I just didn't want to put a ton of money and debt into a one day. Because yeah. that one day really is not a big deal. And literally, everybody that I talked to said, don't waste your money. Even yeah. my parents were like, go downtown. Like, really, like, go on a trip. Go out. You know, don't waste your money. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. waste. Even the ring is like... Ring appreciates. I mean, I like my ring. I think it's great, but don't. I didn't want him to go in a ton of debt for it, you yeah. know. So, at the end of the day, those things don't matter. We had a small reception. Um, it was like how many people? I don't know, hundred something people. Um, we didn't spend a lot of money on it, and we used my tax refund and you know some of the other money, and we went to Dubai because we both love to travel. Yeah. So I was like, I'd rather go away. And, you know, do something for just us. Because a lot of the time, the wedding is for everyone else. That's what I said I would do. Like, it is. I would do a destination wedding with me and him and my best friend and his best friend. I would give people enough time to come. If you don't make it, you don't make it. Right. I, I do not right. want to spend. I have friends who have spent over $20,000 on their wedding. And they're not even, they're divorced now. Right. Isn't that think, crazy? think about doing it two or three times. No, I'm not. It's I'm crazy. Okay. I said I would rather take the money and get a house. Yeah, ask that. It's like instead of having a wedding, just have them give you money to put a down payment on house. Yeah, that makes more sense. We had a small little me and him ceremony in Punta Cana, and then we took the rest of the money and went somewhere else. Cause yeah, yeah, the emphasis should not be on the material. Yeah, I think part of it. sometimes. And I think it can be both men and women. People get so wrapped up in the wedding that they're not as concerned with their marriage. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the premarital counseling, people don't always think to take those steps. Oh, just, you should. Yeah. Even intramarital counseling, even when you're not having a problem, just someone unbiased to both check in and deal with issues that maybe you couldn't resolve yeah. in your home. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's important. Very important. So I seen something on the CNN website where it said... The national average cost of a wedding in 2016 was at an all-time high of $35,329. Yeah, Mm -mm. that's ridiculous. Mm -mm. I never wanted a wedding. Well, I dream about it, but I don't really want a wedding. I said I will be happy going to the courthouse. And 
having like a reception and then going out of town. I don't care about all that other shit. I like saving money in the bank. I yeah. like saving savings yeah. in the bank. I don't like being in debt. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't about having a big. And then he wanted like nine or ten groomsmen. I'm like, dude, you are doing way too much. So no, we're not doing that. Right. Yeah, I know that my friends, they said that most of the money was spent on the reception. And I'm not paying for you guys to come party. I'm yeah, not, it's I'm the food. It. It's, I mean, I feel like on some things you could probably get a hookup if you know people. Yeah. Like on the DJ and, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, like, it's the food yeah. and the venue. See, my grandma caters, so I don't have yeah. to worry about And yeah. then some people like, are like, open bar. Like, I ain't paying for you to get drunk. Right. right. No. <laughs> I know. Um my coworker, she's getting married, and we were talking about her dress, and she was telling me she even thought about renting a dress. She was like, because I don't mm-hmm. know if I want to keep it. Yeah. And she was like, I mean, why am I spending all this money? Exactly. And I'm only going to wear it once. Right. If I'm not giving it to my daughter, and mm-hmm. she don't, or she don't want it, it's just mm-hmm. there. I'm like you right. I, I got. I don't even know where my dress is. I got it <laughs> offline. I had tried it on the day. I, you know, the day I bought it, and then I was like, it was one of those ones you tie up the back. So I was mm-hmm. like, it should work. I think you know it'd be cool, and yeah. it turned out fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I think they, you're, you're right, their focus is on the wrong thing. Yeah. Completely. I know a question that I had, because I struggle with this a lot when it comes to relationships, is the whole, how do you get to, even get to the point of considering marriage, you and I were just talking about it outside, like, I'm the type of person where it's like, I don't have to do this, I don't have kids, we don't have no feels locked in together i don't have to do this so when it gets stressful i tend to want to just back out because yeah. it's like right i don't i don't have to do this right. if it means that or my peace of mind i'm right. gonna go with my peace of mind right so how do you navigate you know i guess maybe more so when you guys were dating through the fights and the disagreements right. there wasn't honestly with us there wasn't a ton of fighting when we were dating um just because um i don't even know if, i guess i guess when we were courting because i just kind of took that role of those are his issues. Those are not my issues. Like, if he had some drama, I'm like, well, I ain't got to deal with it. Or financially, like, I don't deal with it. It's not mine. Um, so I'm not going to say nothing because he can deal with it. Um, so even now, I think, like you said, this is a struggle because I'll be like, that. that's my go-to. Yeah. Like, why are we even doing this? Mm-hmm. Why do I got to deal with this? I don't deal with this. Yeah. Like, but I do have to do it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, but you have to realize that that's an issue with you. It's yeah. not really the issue that's presented to you. It's something in you that you're lacking um, empathy, you're lacking humility, you're lacking vulnerability to get hurt again. Because yeah. nobody is going, even your husband, who you think is amazing, you're still going to have times where you feel backed in a corner. Everyone's going to have selfish moments where you want your way over that person's way. Yeah. So you have to realize, like, is this my issue that I'm really holding on to or is this really something that's going issue. Issue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and some things you just have to like just let it go and it i think you it's funny because i i give that advice to my friends but i can't take it from myself mm-hmm. like i i told my friend i'm like well you're going to have to deal with something in somebody nobody's right. perfect exactly. nobody's gonna come to you exactly you know complete none of that so you're yeah. going to have to deal with something and i i remember i remember telling her a marriage can last 50 60 years god willing you really think that person's not going to hurt you? Right. You know, to your core. And it doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be cheating, but you don't think that that person's going to hurt you right. at least once in those years? Yeah, numerous so, times. You have to forgive them every day. Yeah. yeah. 
You have to bite your tongue every day because they're going to do things that you wouldn't necessarily want them to do or you wouldn't see fit to do. So every day it's it's a daily. That's what the the hard work comes in. It's every day you have to put them before you. And I was telling my friend that, too, like. I'm so good with being empathetic and seeing two sides of everyone else's situation. But when it comes to me, it's like he's my enemy at this point. Like, you piss me off. You're my enemy. You're not doing things right. Instead of saying, well, why did he think about it that way? Let's look at his background. Let's look at his childhood. Let's look at his, like, you know, being understanding of who this person is. Mm -hmm. But when you're involved, it's hard for you to see that because you're the one that's at a disadvantage. On top of, you have all these walls. Like, you did this and you're not going to hurt me, so I'm just going to... back out it's not you know you have to open up yeah Yeah. and I think you have to take that time to get to know that person like I remember reading the five love languages book that was a great book to read just because sometimes we expect people to love us the way that we see is the right way or we love people the way we want to be loved and Mm -hmm. their way of receiving it is maybe different than ours i think that's so important just to get to know people yeah i feel like nowadays people just jump in relationships just to have somebody Mm -hmm. and they don't really know that person Mm -hmm. so i think taking that time to get to know them like you said like y'all had a friendship building that friendship like that's so important before marriage or even getting in a relationship yeah the love languages is huge and yeah. I, I feel like mine changed once we got married we talk about that all the time you know acts of service yeah acts of service is huge for me yeah. where i'm i'm extremely acts of service for him like i'm i want to do everything i want to balance your checkbook and you know do do everything mm-hmm. but that don't really i mean he thinks he's like thank you but that doesn't yeah. Do, it for me. do it for him I need to be like babe you are an amazing husband you're an amazing father you know I have to verbally pour into exactly. him that's what matters to him yeah. which is extremely hard for me based on you know my past relationships of someone being very verbally you know stroking but doing whatever on the side I just feel like words are so superficial why don't I show yeah. you right. but that's my way of thinking he mm-hmm. you know perceives it so you know catering to what they want yeah. is huge I agree I totally agree because I know I've went through that where it's like, okay, you think that I like material things, but I don't. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I need you to love me the way I'm asking mm-hmm. you to love me. That's the only way I'm going to receive it. Right. So, definitely. My friend was married for 10 years before they got it. They were just kind of going. <laughs> he was doing the way he wanted to do it, and she was doing the way she wanted to do it, and they were just missing the mark. Yeah, people will be st- so stuck in their ways that mm-hmm. they don't want to change, mm-hmm. or they don't even realize that they need to change. Right. So, yeah. One thing I did want to touch on, and I don't want to get too much into it because we have a whole episode about it, but blended families. I mm-hmm. know you have a blended family. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, any, you know... I guess just overall, what would you say or what would you want our listeners to think about? Um, I think that you, I had this idea in my mind that like, you know, I love children, so that's not going to be a problem. If you could just, you know, do the legal route with the baby's moms and just make sure everything is legally, Mm -hmm. because I don't like that whole like the kid, you know, the minute they find out your relationship, that's when they're enemies. Like Mm -hmm. they probably had a cool relationship and co-parented great. The minute he, someone moves on, then it's war, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So I didn't want that to happen. Um, I didn't even want none to even know about me until we got married for Mm -hmm. that reason. Um, But I would definitely say go to court, you know, it's not a perfect system but it's better than nothing. Um, and hopefully, you know, that goes in line with what you want. But um, being understanding that you're coming into the situation, they probably have already started. 
They've already had their routine. So being understanding that it may not be overnight that he's implementing you as a peer. You know what I'm saying? And that was hard for me to grasp. Like, I'm your wife. I come before these kids. I understand they came before me, but I come first mm -hmm. because, you know, I have a son. So it was honestly easy for me to be like, oh, great. He has someone that can be a father figure and I don't have to be this tough macho mom anymore because mm -hmm. he has a father figure in the house every day. So whatever you want, I would tell my husband, whatever you want me to do with him or whatever you think, we'll just go off of what you want because that's your role. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily the, the other way because um, a lot of men are like non-confrontational when it comes to dealing with babies, moms, and kids. They'd rather just take the road of less resistance. Yeah. Where I'm like, no, she's not going to get over on you or whatever. Yeah. So just being understanding that it's going to take time for them to get through and, and really acclimate you and him as the top and then the kids at the bottom. Yeah. So. And the relationships with the opposite of the step-parent may not come overnight either. So with that being said, did you want to be introduced to his children's mother? Before we got married or once we got married? Either or. Not before we got married, no. Because I really, I was under the, I, I really was pushing this whole friends to fiancés mentality. Like, we are friends if mm -hmm. we're not looking at marriage and then we'll be more than friends. But this whole, so I really didn't want to be introduced beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, after the fact, I mean, for, for <laughs> one of them, yeah. For the other one, we had had previous interactions and... Um, I didn't care to, um, just as long as I'm doing right by your kids. Right. I think out of respect, some people would, you know, think yeah. that that's a good idea, especially when it comes to men more so um, that are active parents. Um, but I didn't necessarily think it was, you know, necessary. imperative. Yeah. Okay. I know we had that discussion or maybe I had it by myself with a friend, but like the whole, I, I don't see it. To be important to have to meet the mother of someone's child because I feel like the father's opinion is just as important as the mother so if he trusts me right around the trial you don't think so but then some of it is like you really don't have a choice you know what I'm saying if you have a co-parenting situation that person, that man, that dad can bring your kid around whoever when he has them, and, and you you don't, you don't have a choice at all. Yeah. So you, even if you say, what if what if you meet that girlfriend or wife and you don't like her, what then? You can't say they can't come over there. That's that's her dad. Well, <laughs> you can't. I, mean, I want to hear. You yeah, can't. I, I mean, hear, I and I understand because I feel like somebody's going to agree or relate. I mean, to what my you whole have thing is like with my. One of my son's dads. Um, I don't really trust him 100%. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't make a lot, of, a lot of smart decisions. So I don't trust his judgment on a, a female, period. So it's just like, I need to meet that person. I need to be comfortable. No, I can't make you not have my son around. But at least I want to know who the person is. What if you meet her and she's fake? And she puts on a show. And I she puts on an act. You're never going to know. I, you're right. But I would rather know who she is than not know who mm -hmm. she is. That's how I feel. Like I was in if, that situation, if, too. If I trusted him 100%, then maybe I wouldn't care to meet who the person is. But that's just where I stand right now. Yeah. I feel like I felt that way, too. Because, you know, my son is 11. And there was a long time that I felt like, you let this dude run out in the street. And you need like, run after. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't trust you either. But then I had to kind of put into perspective that, you know, this is his parent. 
And this is honestly a consequence of a decision I made to have a kid with you. Mm-hmm. So this is just a soliloquy or consequence that keeps reoccurring that just a just reiterates the fact that I should not have been in this situation in the first place. And I can't really change it because of this initial decision. So then I kind of was like, well, I mean, if you want to bring around multiple females or whatever, you're going to have to answer for that to either God or, or your son. Eventually, I mean, I can't I just pray that he's safe and he gets good influences. But ultimately, I can only get mad at what I can control. And what I could have controlled is making a kid with you. Mm. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It falls back on your decision making. You can't. So at, at that point, I was like, take him. You know what I mean? You're his parent. I don't ever want to ever be seen as a barrier to your relationship. I don't want you to be 18 and be like, you never let me see my dad. And you really try to explain it to him. Yeah. I want to be like, no, I gave him every opportunity to be a parent. That was his choice. But it's so hard not to tr- try to be protective. Like, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily try to keep myself from his dad either. I'd be telling him, like, take him. Even mm-hmm. though I always have that little part of me where I'm like, oh, my God. I just mm-hmm. really don't want to see him over there. But it's like, I know he loves his dad. His dad is, is, is doing better than what he used to be. So it's just like I'm trying to give him that opportunity. But it's so hard, like, not to try to protect them from right. any any harm it's so hard and another thing that i didn't this is real candid another thing i didn't realize because my son has been wanting this my husband to be his dad forever since he met him back in 13 it was like why don't you just marry him and i'm like his little six-year-old self i'm like i I can't just make that happen you know and it's crazy because now that he has an active parent in his house all the time it just highlights what his father hasn't been doing yeah so it's almost like a, a blessing and a curse. Like he has them, but he's like, it's great that my stepdad's doing this, but why isn't my real dad mm-hmm. doing all this? Yeah. So trying to balance that out to like, you know, it's they said, I think in counseling, they said it takes seven years for a blended family to like kind of level out. Yeah. Like seven years. That's a long, That's a long time. Yeah. So dealing, you know, with the dynamics of the different moms and the kids and how they're interacting with all this. Because forever it was just me and my son. And now it's me and my son and my husband and all these other, you know, these other children. And he having to, you know, share time. And so there's a lot more struggles with blended families. But it looks as if as you get older, that's kind of the option. Yeah. I have another question. And we're going to leave the blended family thing alone because we have a whole episode. Do your stepdaughters, I don't know if you consider, if you call them stepdaughters or your daughters, yeah. I don't know. Do they call you mom? They call me Mimi. Mimi. Because mm-hmm. I, I know that's another thing that's big, like whether or not a step parent should be called right. mom or dad. Yeah. I don't I don't like the um, calling you by your first name thing. as mm-hmm. an adult, you know, a kid calling it. So we kind of got rid of that. Um, but then we thought, you know, because he has a younger child. And she kind of interchanges mommy and Mimi, depending, because we have her, like, all the time. But um, Mimi, like a nickname mm-hmm. that's exclusive yeah. to the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. See, my son, um, in my past relationship, he came when my son was, like, one. But I didn't let them meet right away. It took some time. So, like, we were together from the time my son was one till, till seven. And... He he calls him by his first name. I, I never really thought about having a whole type of nickname, but, like, to other people, he'll say my stepdad. Even though we weren't married, but we were together for so long, that's who he knows. Mm-hmm. So he'll refer to him as, like, his stepdad. Right. Yeah, and even my husband, he'll say my son. Yeah. You know, he said my son even in front of his dad. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yes, yeah, my son. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he called, my son calls him my, 
his stepfather dad yeah um just because we have a younger kid and we don't want to confuse her yeah. and he couldn't catch on with the nickname thing so yeah. like just call him dad you know i know so. that i i was dating someone and he had a daughter and for a while she called me brandy and then she started calling me mom and mm-hmm. i remember the first time she said it and him and i had a conversation about it i'm like well how do you feel about it i, said, I mean it doesn't bother me if that's what she feels and she knew who her mom was there was a right. conversation about right. it and he was like i mean it's fine with me i'm happy that she feels comfortable enough to say that so she would switch between the two she'd right. say brandy or she'd say mom and i'd answer to both um i know i feel like if i was to be in a situation where i had stepchildren i wouldn't even call them my stepchildren these are my children right they are exactly yeah yeah exactly but i know some people have their feelings about it yeah and usually it's it's because of hurt you know what i mean i feel like the moms would be pissed off but that's probably a deeper issue it's not really because you want in in utopia if you're in a blended family you want your kids to be around someone that loves them yeah you want the step parent to love them and have a close relationship because that's more love for your kid yeah so why would you be mad that the kid feels super comfortable and i don't think step parents are ever trying to take the place of the real parent they're just an addition you know to the family so so I would say, and I and we've already said it, but I'm gonna ask that you reiterate it. Any advice that you would give to single people or people who are in a relationship, maybe considering being married? I really like that you said, no, we were friends until we were engaged. You're not, yeah, you know, I, entitled yeah. to certain parts of my life. Yeah, and that was that was after a really bad breakup. You yeah. know, I took mm-hmm. a long I, after that one. Like, I need to completely step back from dating. And I was like, there has, there's something wrong with this whole idea of dating. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole like, oh, let's just go with the flow and see what happens. No, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to date forever and with no end. Yeah. Or we're just going to be friends because yeah. there's not going dis- to, there's nothing going to, that's going to distinguish us dating from us being friends. We can go out, we can have a good time, but we're not, there's no ties. Because boyfriend, girlfriend, you really don't have any real ties to that person. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Um, so it's all a figment of your imagination. and makes you feel comfortable. It's re- not real. So that's when I started the whole, like, we're just going to be friends until you know you want to marry me. And then we'll be more. And then we'll be courting. Um, so I think, you know, setting out your goals, saying up front, this is the goal. This is what I want. This is what I expect. Um, as well as sticking to it. Um, and in that time, get to know that person. Try to dismiss whatever, you know, ideas you have about, you know, I even felt myself, like, mentally trying to put myself back in the place. Like, okay, I know I like him, but I need to just chill. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, I need to just calm down, (laughs) you know, because he is just my friend. You know, he has not made a commitment to me. I'm I'm one of many in my mind. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that, and like I said, getting your relationship with God together because real work happens after the wedding for sure. I like where your head is at. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I'm about to go home and get in a whole new dating plan. Really? <laughs> I'm serious. We have, we have these episodes every now and then where it's just like, I'm, you see me staring at you this right. whole time. Like, I'm serious. Okay. <laughs> and like I said, the one thing that, like that whole in love, it love. Oh, yeah. Before, yeah. Because a lot of people say like, you hear people breaking up. It's like, I'm not in love with them anymore. Love is not a feeling. Like, you got to get that out of your mind. Love is a decision. Mm-hmm. And you have to decide yeah. to love that person every day, even when they piss you off, even when, like, you do not even want to see them, you know, their face. Mm-hmm. I have to still do these things because I made a decision to love you. It is a commitment at this point. The, the little, like, in love feelings, 
even when you're married, they come and go, but you have to work at it. You have to still date in order to keep that going but when you see someone day in and day out and you have a routine and you're dealing with kids all the time that hit in love feeling isn't real it just kind of yeah you know what i mean so making a decision that's what love is not the feeling at all makes perfect sense to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) you want a friendship over that that less yeah Yeah. okay so nice i i've really think that a lot of our listeners are going to really enjoy this episode so i don't have any final thoughts or any wrap-ups i'm going to say you know thank you for you're coming. welcome <laughs> this was awesome i'm glad we decided to do this like usually i'm like always on edge when i don't really take time to prepare for episodes mm-hmm. and i kind of just let it ride but this was awesome i really Great. enjoyed it thanks for coming and reaching out to us too no problem that just it reiterates everything that you know i have to focus on every day so it's helpful for me too it definitely gave me a whole new outlook on things so now i don't have to feel the pressure from a man Mm -mm. telling me i need sex every day if you want to be my wife like excuse me like you're my friend yes (laughs) that's my friend nothing more than friends (laughs) good yeah definitely a lot of gems so i i i lost my train of thought honestly (laughs) um well just our reminders um Mondays music playlist will be posted in our Facebook group. Once again, our Facebook group just search Take Control Podcast. Um, on Thursdays on our Instagram, which is Take Control Podcast, we have we'll have like a weekly poll question. Um, Fridays, Brandy will have her self care tips in our Facebook group. Um, so just follow us on our all our social media and send us emails of stories and questions that you would like us to answer. And subscribe to our iTunes channel and leave a, a rating and a review. a review. Yes, that's all we have. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.